Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And today we have a guest with us that I don't think needs much introduction, but uh, we have Dave Eshelman joining us today, who attends our church at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. And uh, I think that name is very familiar to many listening on WBTX. But Dave, thank you for joining us today. It's good to have you. Well, thank you for the opportunity and the invitation. Dave, just start out telling us uh, where you're from and a little bit about how you grew up. Well, my parents were medical missionaries in East Africa. We were in the country which was called Tanganyika at that time. It's now Tanzania. I was born there in 1941, and uh, except for being home in furlough for a short period of time, um, I was there until I was 13. We then came back to the States in 1954. I was at Eastern Mennonite High School for my education and went to Bob Jones University and got my degree in radio. And then I've been involved in radio since about 1964. Thank you for sharing that with us, Dave. So, uh, Dave, you grew up in Tanzania. That really um, does intrigue me. Tell us a little bit about that and maybe how having parents as medical missionaries, what did growing up there and being a part of the church there look like? Well, you know, it's much different than, of course, here in the States, but, you know, when you grow up in it, you don't really think about it right. being different or unique. Uh, you know, I was uh, that's the way I was raised. Uh, you know, our church services there, uh, we met with the Africans, and, of course, my dad, being a medical doctor, was also an ordained minister. Okay. So he was able to also be involved in preaching. We were really way out in the boonies, so to speak. Uh, we were on the eastern shore of Lake Victoria, about mm-hmm. two miles back from the lake. And we were very quite isolated, but it was a, a mission station where they had started a dispensary uh, back in the early 30s, and then my dad got there about 1940 and was involved in building the hospital. So, you know, growing up in that situation, um, you, you sort of uh, got used to the fact that you were, had black friends, and mm-hmm. we attended the church. Basically, the services were held in the morning that did not normally have evening services. Okay. And, and one of the reasons for that was... There, you know, uh, you have to be careful for snakes out there. Okay, mm. now there's not a snake behind every bush. Don't get that wrong idea, <laughs> but we had to be careful that in traveling at night, we always were aware that the, we might run into something. And so, consequently, uh, they did not have evening services. They didn't wow. feel they wanted to bring the natives out at night and so on like that because they had to walk. You know, there was no public transportation and so on like that. So wow. Just some things that we don't think about, no, you know, that's in the right. context is very right. different. So you grew up there. Um, I'm sure it was pretty amazing to have your dad as a medical doctor and an ordained minister. So you, I'm sure, heard a lot about God and the Lord. What did that look like for you to come to that a saving relationship? Well, you know, of course, growing up in a home, a Christian home, we always had devotions. We always had prayer. The experience that I had as a six-year-old, I was away at boarding school, believe it or not, mm-hmm. when I was six for the first time, and there was a, a mission couple on the station we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, she was an older lady, which would die sort of almost like my grandmother, and uh, I, I never met, remember my dad coming 
and visiting me at boarding school and sharing the fact that she had passed away. Mm. And that had a tremendous impact on me as a, as a young child. And I remember kneeling down uh, and asking the Lord to come into my heart. And wow. So I, I look at that initial experience as my, say, my first encounter yes. as far yes. as a personal relationship yeah. with God. Wow. And that loss of someone that probably was the hands and feet of Christ to you. That's right, absolutely. She was one of these uh, very kind individuals. And, uh, you know, my grandparents weren't there. I mean, they were how many thousands of miles away, and I would not see them for another five years. Mm. And here was a lady who took an interest in me. And so, yeah. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that. And as you were talking, and especially about that tragic event, but event that God used in your life to really make you realize his presence in your life, maybe fill in that void that that lady left. I was thinking about beauty from ashes, strength from fear. So you said uh, beside maybe some furlough, the first 13 years of your life, you grew up in Tanzania. So what brought your family back to the States or what um, caused you guys to move back to the States after those 13 years? Well, basically it it was a, a health issue as far as my mother was concerned. She ended up getting what was called chronic malaria. Mm. And, of course, as you know, malaria can be very serious. Mm. And so she almost every month she would come down with uh, some sort of uh, effects as far as malaria was concerned. Uh, not only that, but I was ready for high school. My mm. sister was four years older, and she was about ready for college. And uh, my dad had the opportunity of... Uh, having contact with Eastern Mennonite College at that time Mm -hmm. and uh, was able to uh, get hired as the college physician uh, when we came back in 1954. So there was a combination of things that made us realize or made my parents realize it was time to come home and stay home from the mission field. The first term, I might just mention, because of the war, our first term out there was seven and a half years okay. when it would normally be five. Okay. And the reason that was because after the war was over, the missionaries that could not travel during the war, they came home first. We had to wait our turn. So the first term was seven and a half years. The second term was okay. five years. So, Very good. Yeah. So you've been in the States ever since? Since then? 1954, yeah. yeah. So a lot of times when we grow up in church, I this is true of me and many people. We ride on the the coattails of our parents' faith, and there comes a time where our faith has to become our own. Mm -hmm. Like, can you speak to that a little bit? Well, I I think there were several different times that things happened. Um, Just to give you an example, I had the opportunity, and I I can't believe it that my parents let me do that, but when I was uh, a teenager at Easter Mennonite, uh, high school, the Billy Graham crusade was being held in New York City in mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden, and there happened to be a bus trip. All I remember, I don't remember getting there, I remember being <laughs> at the Billy Graham wow. and went forward at, at that particular mm-hmm. service, you know, and that I can remember, you know. And of course, then there's other times, I, I think, you know, our Christian lives need to be a daily mm, surrender. Yes. You know, the devil has a way of getting involved in our thought patterns and the way right. we think and the things we do. And so I think the biggest thing that I have learned over the years mm-hmm. is the fact 
of having my daily time with him mm-hmm. and uh, asking for guidance and direction on a daily basis. Yeah, it is a relationship. It's a relationship, yeah. it is. Yeah, it's so yeah. different um, from the religion that we can find ourselves in when we get into going to church and yeah. you know, checking all the boxes. That's right. It's so yeah. much deeper to have right. that personal relationship and spend time with the Lord. So thank you for sharing. So that gets us to, well, we're in the States now. We've left Tanzania. What would you say um, that you feel your greatest purpose is? Well, you know, we look at that and we say, well, initially is our relationship with God mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ that mm-hmm. needs yes. to come first. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I my initial interest was being involved in missionary aviation. Mm-hmm. I loved planes and I got my pilot's license when I was in college. But then things moved in a different direction mm-hmm. and I got involved in radio training mm-hmm. at Bob Jones and uh, in fact switched my major from engineering to uh, more of a general degree mm-hmm. that gave me uh, training in writing and production, mm-hmm. announcing and, and all of that. And so um, I've had the opportunity since 19, as I mentioned, since about 1964 to be involved in Christian radio and in eastern Pennsylvania and southern Ohio. Then I've been here since mm-hmm. 1974. And the idea that the, the fact that you're, you're reaching out to people that you never really know the lives that you're touching. Mm-hmm. And let me just give you an example. I've been doing a Saturday morning program on WBTX Mm -hmm. since about 1975 or 76. It's a a two-and-a-half-hour Southern Gospel Mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. And I asked the Lord every week, I said, help me to pick the songs. See, I don't know who's listening. That's right. Right. And I don't know what needs there are out there. And I had the opportunity to put on a special program the Saturday before Easter, mm-hmm. which a few weeks ago. And someone commented to Joyce, uh, you know, they were listening and they say, uh, she made the comment to Joyce, you know, he must be praying about every song he's playing because she was blessed by what. Well, Joyce said, well, yeah, basically that's what I do. Maybe not every song, but I ask the right. Lord every week. I don't know who is listening. I don't know the needs. I don't know what spiritual uh, challenge they may be facing. So, Lord, help me to pick the songs that will help meet the need of that person. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that has been something that has been special to me over the years and being able to, uh, even though I don't hear from very many people, mm-hmm. I do know I get to hear enough. Let me know that people are listening mm-hmm. and do get a blessing. So, I'm trying to see the, just the, I love connections. So was there something growing up being remote and not having a lot of access to things uh, as a young boy? Do you think that in living maybe a little more isolated, does that have anything to do with the fact that you have such a passion to get the word out to whoever listens? I I never thought of the connection like that, but, you know, that is an interesting connection. Uh, You know, we had very little uh, you know, we were very isolated. We had no mm-hmm. electricity, no running water, uh, you know, um, and yet we were happy in where mm-hmm. we were living. Yeah. And, you know, this is what, mm-hmm. this is Absolutely. life, you know. And, uh, you know, I look back on it and I'll just, go, I'm going to go on a, a mm-hmm. rabbit's trail real That's quick. That's all right. But I have to ask myself, 
you know, here I was, a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, going to boarding mm-hmm. school. And, and, you know, the sacrifice that mom and dad had to put up with to send us kids to boarding school. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as we were concerned, you know, yeah, we cried when they left and mm-hmm. so we were homesick. But, you know, once you get involved in the activities of mm-hmm. school, you don't think anything right. about it. But mm-hmm. to realize that they're... Uh, you know, 50, 60 miles away and will not see me for the next three months, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think of the sacrifice that they gave up. And I appreciate more and more, I guess as I've gotten older, as to what it meant to them to be able to, and then for my dad to be able to reach out and provide medical help to those who needed help Mm -hmm. so badly. And uh, so Looking at the connection, uh, that's a good way to look at it. You know, I had never thought about it quite that way, but I, I have enjoyed being in radio. Um, you know, I initially got my training as far as involved in announcing mm-hmm. and production, mm-hmm. and I never dreamed I was going to get into management and uh, into ownership, mm-hmm. and yet that's the way the Lord worked yeah. things out, and so I've been able to be involved yeah. in that way. And, um, you know, been able to bring AM Christian Radio into the valley, FM Christian Radio, and uh, consequently, hopefully, help to meet a spiritual needs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know there's no doubt that spiritual needs are being met through the, this Christian radio yeah. station. Yeah. There's no doubt. I get the feedback from different folks. Um, I'm so grateful um, that you do that. And I do know that sometimes the places we come from calls us to have passion for certain things. uh, That's really amazing. Uh, You know, there's something that, that here we are in a community that has multiple Christian signals, Mm -hmm. but do you realize that there are communities across the country that have no Christian radio? That's true. What does that, and then when you think in terms of what is, in other parts of the world mm-hmm. and so on like that. I mean, I know there's shortwave radio mm-hmm. and Christian radio, but the importance of what Christian radio can do to a community is, is immeasurable. Yeah. Well, your passion uh, for Christian radio has not waned. Um, it's, it, Even, it inspires me to talk to you. <laughs> so. uh, makes me love it more. Yeah. Dave, you were talking about, you know, since 1974, I believe that you've been involved with local Christian radio. And we were talking about having all the different Christian signals that we have, that we probably take for granted. But also, we're lucky to have local Christian programming in our area. So if you want to share about that. And I know also we say a lot of times on this program that there's a lot of bad news in our world today, but we want to bring good news. So what Absolutely. lets you know that the gospel is still the good news? Well, the uh, let me touch just very briefly as far as local Christian radio. There's multiple signals in the area, and I understand that. And I'm not trying to minimize that at all. Mm-hmm. But when you have a locally programmed Christian radio station, you are able to do things locally mm-hmm. that the national syndicated programs cannot do and i mentioned just a little bit ago for instance things that we're able to do for the national day of prayer which is the day that this is being recorded that other stations in the area because they're programmed from outside of the area you know cannot do Mm -hmm. the other way is working with churches 
And, you know, I, I realize that because of the programming that we carry on WBTX, that there are some churches that are not willing to support us because mm-hmm. we take a definite strong stand against some of the teachings that are happening in some areas. Mm-hmm. And we have always, since we went on the air, stood firmly on the Word of God. And we're very careful as to who we carry on the programming as far as teaching programs that they are preaching and teaching what is true and what God wants to be. So it's very important that when we think in terms of what's happening and uh, looking to the future, keeping local Christian radio. And as you know, we're able to do things even outside of working with the FFA kids and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, that uh, maybe would not be available if we were not locally programmed. You know, uh, I was talking about uh, good news, how we want to bring good news, hope. We want to bring that to the radio, where in day and time, all you seem to hear when you turn on the news channels is bad news. So we want to bring good news. So if you want to speak to the importance of bringing that to the airwaves. Well, that is what the gospel is all about, right? The Mm -hmm. gospel is good news. And uh, so... As WBTX is able to present this on a regular basis, not just from the spoken word, Mm -hmm. but the fact of the music that is played Mm -hmm. and the fact that, uh, you know, I do my program Saturday morning on Sunshine Valley. And I mentioned a number of times, I don't like to preach. I mean, every once in a while, I'll make a Mm -hmm. comment, but I try to pick songs that communicate the message Mm -hmm. of the gospel Mm -hmm. and what Jesus Christ can do. There's one song, for instance, by uh, the Hoppers that I've been playing Mm -hmm. that talks about grace will reach to you and talking about someone who uh, God has in mind and giving the example of Jesus Christ reaching out to persons who needed grace. Well, the woman at the well, the leper, and Mm -hmm. you know, this is the message of Christian radio, that God loves you, God loves me, and God is a God who has provided a way of Mm -hmm. salvation. Thank you for sharing that with us, Dave. So, Dave, how has God brought healing, restoration, uh, and forgiveness to your life this year? What can you tell us today that will uh, give us hope that he has not forsaken us? Well, you know, it's here again, as I shared earlier, it's a daily walk. Let me just share with one little example that happened here just a few weeks ago. We were heading down toward, I don't know, riding toward Richmond. Joyce mm-hmm. was driving the car, and this big trailer, uh, a camping trailer, mm-hmm. pulled out on the interstate, and suddenly something broke, and all this debris started coming across the, the highway. Mm-hmm. Well, we always, when we're going on a trip, we always ask the Lord before we start, Lord, give us protection. Mm-hmm. Now, when I think in turn, I can still see that one piece of uh, debris coming mm-hmm. across. If we would have hit that debris, Lord knows where we'd be mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that is just one little example. And, of course, I think it happens all the time. Maybe the things that uh, we don't even realize that God protects us from. Mm-hmm. And uh, so th- that's one example as far as, you know, as far as the, you know, as far as the radio station is concerned, it, even though I'm no longer directly involved, mm-hmm. I still have a passion for it. Right. And, you know, the Lord has provided over the years, you know, and I'm praying that he will provide mm-hmm. as we look to the future. Oh, yeah. And it's something that we have to take a positive attitude, 
knowing and relying on God's promises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, we just in those moments when you know that you know that you know that God is protecting yeah, you and right. He is with you and that He will not forsake you. Dave, uh, going back to follow up kind of with Pastor Margaret's question and then tagging along with that, I know a little bit earlier you were talking about surrender and it being a daily thing. And so just talk about, maybe expand a little bit on what surrender means to you and uh, also maybe how God has answered prayer in your life, maybe in the last year or the last couple of years. Well, One of the habits that I have, I get up very early in the morning. I'm a morning person, and uh, basically I spend the first, you know, half hour, 45 minutes in my devotions and uh, reading and asking the Lord's guidance for the day and Mm -hmm. so on like that. And, you know, we get so busy at times, and... but we need to make time for the Lord. We need to make time to be in His Word. And, uh, you know, whether it's five minutes or whether it's uh, longer than that, it needs to be something consistent. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I thank the Lord that I've been able to do that. And uh, uh, as far as answering prayer, um, you know, it just it's those small things that come along. And I think the other thing is we got to... Remember what God has, remember his promises mm-hmm. and the way he has answered in the past. In mm-hmm. fact, this morning in, in preparing for coming here, I read a letter that I have laying on my desk that I wrote in 1997. Mm-hmm. Now, in 1996, WBTX was destroyed by mm-hmm. the flood of Hurricane Fran. Now, I know that's 20-some, how many mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. but... God provided, and 97 days later, the station was back on the air because God provided. Mm -hmm. And it was an experience that, even though it was traumatic and uh, very difficult to go through, I thank the Lord for that experience because it showed me what he is capable of doing through his people. And it's as he moved people's hearts that they gave. So when I think in terms of the challenges that I'm facing today, i got to remember what he has done in the past. Yes. And that, to me, is very, very important. Because there are times that the devil will come today and, and he'll question, is that really what you believe? Or is that, mm-hmm. is that really what you're trying to accomplish? And then we need to have, be able to point to him and say, hey, I know what God did in the past. Mm -hmm. I know what he can do today. Amen. And it's so good to be able to look back and have those stones of remembrance that we hear about in the Old Testament. And we have to have those in our lives. Um, They do. They help us to look back and to realize that God is our foundation and he is our comforter and our rock. Um, our defender. He is everything that we need. Uh, When the storms come, if we don't have that foundation, it's going to be pretty tough. I can't imagine now as a believer what it's like not to have uh, the Lord in our lives. But yeah, I think to be able to look back, I remember Fran Mm -hmm. and um, to look back and just see the faithfulness of God, but not just the faithfulness of God, but the faithfulness of God through people. Correct. And I think it's so important that we have that community of people around us. Christianity is not a solitary walk. It is a walk in community. And And it's an opportunity for each one of us to look at how we can 
minister to others, okay? Mm-hmm. I mentioned on the air a number of times is that God will bring someone into your life this week or this day that needs an encouragement, that needs to have a word of thanks. And uh, we need to be grateful for what God has given to Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And uh, his gratefulness to the people that he brings into our lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, sometimes all the people that he brings into our lives might not be absolutely easy. That's right. But he works through every one of them. That's right. Sometimes he is uh, using us to walk with others, and sometimes he's using others to help us uh, to be renewed and surrendered and looking to him for all the answers. That's right. That's right. Amen. I totally agree with that. Uh, God uh, has a purpose for everything and bringing us together. It might not be for ourselves. It might be to help somebody else. And uh, so we just have to trust God in those situations. Thank you for joining us today, Dave, and sharing with us just a little bit about your testimony and anything else that you'd like to share with us, uh, maybe that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't shared with us already. Well, first of all, let me say thank you for inviting me to be a part of the program. You know, it's amazing uh, when we look at how God uses different people, different uh, situations. Uh, I thank the Lord for this church and uh, for the stand that it has taken in the community and reaching out to those in need. There's a lot. Just take, for instance, Hope Distributed. Mm -hmm. I think that's a tremendous ministry to this community. Mm to reach out to those who do not have. And we have so much. You know, you and I, have. we we may not be millionaires, but we have been blessed in so many different ways. And whether it's uh, materially, whether it's uh, a way that that we can communicate God's love, there's just a lot of ways in which we can be involved. So thank you for the invitation. Thank you for being involved in Christian Radio. And, of course, thanks to the church and its membership in uh, keeping the program on the air. And uh, we just ask God's guidance and direction uh, as we look to the future for local Christian radio. WBTX has had some challenges, and right now we're uh, working on trying to get a new transmitter in that will get the signal out better than it has been for quite some time. And on top of that, to realize what God has provided and being able to get on the FM dial. You know, I when I first started working with WBTX back in the late 60s, I never would have dreamed mm. that AM radio could be on the FM dial. And yet the FCC made it possible. And so we're able to be on the air 24 hours a day. And those who cannot sleep at night and that need special encouragement, they can tune in anytime and listen to the station. So, Well, thank you so much for um, thinking of those. Uh, a lot of people um, in their cars, obviously, but uh, and driving from one point to the other. But I think about all the folks that are shut in, the folks that really uh, don't have the opportunity. We talked before the program about folks that are homebound and they can't get they out. They can't get out, yeah. And That's it's right. just powerful to be able to, for them to have something that speaks directly to them. And as you pray about the things that are aired as when it comes to music and those things and how that has ministered to other people, that really um, speaks volumes. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us, Dave, and thank you for all your service to WBTX and the Shenandoah Valley. And I was thinking, as you were talking about your parents being medical missionaries, that, uh, you know, the radio is kind of a mission field in itself. Uh, We talked about we don't know who's listening, and we probably won't until we get to heaven. Let me share with you one interesting statistic, and that is that I think it's true that one-third of those who are listening to Christian radio do not have a personal relationship Mm. with Jesus Christ. Now, why are they listening to Christian radio? They want to listen to music with a positive message. They don't don't want the negativity that they hear in so many other stations. So to think in terms of a mission field, what greater mission field can you have than reaching those who need to know him. Right. Thank you for sharing that, Dave. And that's exactly where I was going. And uh, so we appreciate you joining us. And uh, thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that Dave Eshelman's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.